Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of DadCast. I am JP. That is Nick. How are you? I'm good. Sore, but good. Yeah, well, that's just to be expected. You've been sore for like a year straight. Did you notice I didn't say host or co-host? I just gave names. Yeah. I'm going to try and do that from now on because I'm starting to feel a little self-conscious when I say that. I don't want to. (laughs) (laughs) That's neither here nor there. Uh, With us today is an amazing guest. He's a guitarist extraordinaire, played with the likes of Jewel. He's been Wallflowers. I mean, we're going to talk about all the other things he's done as well in that career. Welcome to DadCast, Mr. Stuart Mathis. How are you, sir? Thanks for joining, man. Thank you very much. I've never done this before, so I'm really excited to be with you guys. You've never done a podcast. No, not really. Oh, man, it's fun stuff. We're just hanging out in front oh, of a camera and talking cool. about yeah. you know, life and our adventure as, as being a dad. About, yeah, I've talked about a lot of stuff, but that's about it. Right. <laughs> well, hopefully a lot of that practice will come into come into play here. So the first question for you, Stuart, it's a rite of passage. Are you a dad? Yes, I am. How many kids you got? I've got two daughters and some grandkids, so I've got a whole flew of beautiful people and and that i love so much so that's amazing nick nick is the closest one of us two who i think would be reaching grandpa status and we very very (laughs) i'm surprised i haven't yet honestly (laughs) and we you know not for a lack of trying we just haven't had too many guests up to this point who have achieved that level of awesome. So I'm glad <laughs> yeah, I, that you actually, is it Mark Farner the only one so far? Yeah, Mark Farner. Yeah. yeah, I love Mark Farner. Yeah, yeah, yeah Mark, Mark, Mark was amazing. That was a great episode. Yeah. He was it's a very animated fellow, man. We loved having him on. I'd love to go back <laughs> and just hear more stories about the crazy stuff he did with the artist that he was on tour with, the chocolate on the helicopter. That was fantastic. Oh <laughs> yeah, Joplin. Yeah, <laughs> that's some history right there. So yeah. being a grandpa, how old are your children now? Uh, I have a 16 year old and I have a 33 year old. OK, so yeah. I can relate and so connect with you um, in that regards. I have a stepdaughter. Uh, she is going to be 17 in December and right. Nick is living through it. Um, are you having a difficult time with that? Because it's not been exactly the perfect straight lane <laughs> road highway trip when it comes to raising a teenage daughter. Yeah, I, I think it's it's been great. It's just, you know, I kind of went through it early in life. So I was already acclimated with all that. So we when we get together, it's just a big party and everyone loves everybody else. And so we're we're very fortunate that way. And I'm, I'm the rock and roll grandpa. So, you know, I get to go out and play gigs and do all that stuff. And, and I still, I still think I'm like 25 or something, but yeah. That's I'm my problem. Way, I, yeah. I felt that way on Saturday night, went to a Halloween party. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out Sunday morning, I sure as hell not feel like I was 25 anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you no, know, I thought he died or something. I'm like, I'm texting him. He's usually really good at getting back. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, dude, JP, where are you? I did talk to you earlier in the day to let you know I wasn't feeling too perfectly good about things that happened the night before. So you never never said anything about that. You just asked me about TikTok. Oh, well, see, I was, dude, I was still hungover face, man. I yeah, then you just like dropped off, and I'm like, wow, (laughs) crazy. Stuart, what? 
Rock and roll grandpa, what's the most recent? And, and I know gigs are few and far between these days. I, I know they're starting to get a little bit better, but what's, uh, what's the most recent uh, gig you've played with who and where? Well, we played with Warren Haynes like uh, day, day before yesterday, and we were getting out of town because the water was coming in in Sacramento, and it was a giant storm. Oh, and you so were right next to I, us. I just got out in the nick of time, man. It was, it was a gnarly uh, departure. You know, it wow. was it didn't break apart. You know, the building, the, the plane was like, I was like, okay, well, we're in it. We're going, we're going all the way. And the pilots were great. I mean, they got us through and all that stuff. And so okay. before that, I, I've got to play with Warren the night before I was going to play with him on Sunday, but the weather was so bad. He invited me to get in the day before. And so I basically, I was going to learn the, the track from him to kind of know where I was going to go. And then I just jumped right in there cold and it was it was more fun that way because i don't really think much when i play so i just started playing and he gave me a spot to play and you know it was awesome man the crowd was out there and so that was the last gig i did awesome. was yesterday day before yesterday okay. now <laughs> nice. I, 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 i'm a very visual type of guy i think Stuart, you may be the first guest we've ever had uh, do a podcast from inside a closet I mean, <laughs> can you see my other garb at the side? Can you see my Jackson five right here? Can you see? Any nope. I can, I can see your microphone. Oh, there we go. Okay. Yes. And this okay, is my wall a- of fame right here. <laughs> I've got, I'm here with Jewel. I don't know if you can see her in the corner, but you know, yeah. I went out with her for quite a while. Yeah, I think that's actually where we met. Yeah. You're, yeah. You're playing wow. with Jewel. My God, probably what, 15, 20 years ago, almost. Yeah. We, we just, we just textiled each other and thought, cause uh, there was a driver named Stuart and then I was Stuart. And I was like, and he, and she, the driver said, absolutely. I'll do it. And I said, and I chimed in, absolutely. I'll do it. And then we both started laughing because we, <laughs> it was like, Oh, and so we kind of had a chat after that for a minute. So oh, we kind of laughed it off. But, uh, but anyway, yeah, this is my wall. I love, I love these old Indian things here. Here's my, here's my old pop that grew up in Alaska. It's a bush pilot. Nice. And, uh, oh, wow. gone now, but I, I always think of him when I play on stage. You know, he's kind of one of my spirit guides when I play. And I like to do that with uh, some of my friends are not here now anymore because they give me a lot of um, power just because when I think about them, I go, I'm going to play for my, my buddy T-Bone tonight or I'm going to play for my dad or my daughter or whatever, everything. So Anyway, I'm, I'm getting deep already, but I mean, that's what that's okay. you know, music is, you know, music yeah. is about feeling things. And uh, I love to, to get to express that, you know, I agree. If it doesn't ignite fire from the soul, then what are you doing it for? Right. Right. I like that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I am in the closet and it's kind of hot in here, but with you guys <laughs> with me. I'm well, feeling really I'm, good. I'm going to manifest some of what is happening to me right now onto you. Now, uh, okay. as far as what it looks like, this is not a multi-million dollar studio I'm in. I'm actually in my garage <laughs> with the garage door open, and it's friggin' freezing in Southern Oregon right now, and I didn't put on a hoodie. So I'm going to give you some of that, and hopefully it'll cool you down a little bit because uh, JP's getting a little chilly. You get a little chilly in here. And if I have to get up and leave Nick to go put something on, uh, you understand why, because normally I'm wearing a hoodie. So you got an older girl. Actually, you know what? How old are your grandkids? And what was that experience like when 
you became oh man it, it's been so long pop. ago i mean it, it's great it's it's awesome you know you get to just you know seeing we go down travel down to mobile see them they come up here and the you know i'm i'm, I'm outnumbered i mean i've got like all girls around me. I don't have a, a son, but I have a grandson, you there. know, so that's cool. Yeah. So I got him, you know, and, and so it's great. So I'm basically like, I got two girl dogs too. I mean, I'm just sitting here <laughs> like, well, I got to get some friends, man. I got to get, <laughs> where's all the dudes, you know? No, I, I got tons of uh, buddies. Like from, I actually, you were talking about it being cold. I grew up in Anchorage, Alaska of all. Okay. You win. Places. Yeah. And uh, so we, you know, we such a beautiful place, you know, and, and all that, but just rugged, you know, and I don't like I, I love my buddies that are still up there and stuff, but I can't do it anymore. I just want to I want to go other places. I want to go to Europe more stuff like that and just get out a little more. But but man, it was, sure was a fun upbringing because, uh, you know, you, you got to go through the shit. To, we, we would just park our car and plug it in and, and heat the oil for a while for about a half hour. Then we go, okay, let's go over to Perry's house and jam again. Then we jump in someone else's car and, and have that one turned up. And then, then at some point the tires got round again because they were flat, like they were so frozen. And then finally you go, I think we're almost here, man. The tires are round again. You know, or something. <laughs> so it was funny stuff, but uh, we, we, you know, I was the, the, the voice of reasoning because my, my uh, friends were pretty gnarly. Like they were, they would get in trouble and stuff. I go, Ben, I would be the cautious one. Like, Hey man, if we do that, this could happen. And they were like, Oh yeah, you're right. Okay. But they were always trying to do, you know, mischievous things. And I was kind of the one I'm, I'm kind of the one of reasoning. So I I don't want to mess up, you know, I was both growing up. I was the one who did the mischievous things. And then afterwards was like, Oh, maybe we shouldn't have, or, you know, so it took both. Um, so your oldest daughter, I'm curious, man, when she was 14, 15, 16, you know, those, those adolescent years getting close to adulthood, did she ever take advantage of the fact that Stuart Mathis, her dad was a rock and roll legend and uh, try to use that to her advantage with her friends? Well, you know, it's, uh, the, w- the way it happened, um, it, it, it coincided with going on some of those TV shows and it kind of helped me a little bit because at, at that point, um, I was trying to find my daughter because I had lost, Okay, I, I had, I, I got my girlfriend pregnant. And so, you know, I said, I'm going down to California and I kind of, I, I, then I was trying to find her again because the phone number was gone and I, it took me a lot of time to find her finally with my uh, wife that I still, you know, we've been married for a long time and she helped me. We we're trying to find uh, my daughter for private investigators and stuff. They go, sorry, that's not the people. That's not the people. Cause it was back in the day and right. it was hard. And, and then my, my little sister texts me, this girl just sent me this thing and said like, I'm looking for my father, Stuart Mathis. And if you, you know, and I was like, I, and I never told my parents cause my parents would have been just, you know, so sad trying to find them, you know, so I didn't put it on them. And so we finally, when we connected, I said, please call me, I'm him. And then a half hour later, she picked up the phone and I talked to my daughter for the first time. And it was really, it just, I was so 
thankful, you know, because I couldn't sleep after that. I couldn't go to sleep. I was so happy. And yeah. when I talked to her, she was kind of exactly like me when I, when I saw her in person, she was shaking her leg just like I do. And I was just like, oh my gosh, this is like so cool. And so she was doing a me on me, like she was going, yeah, so what do you want me just to like give you a card and Christmas or that? And I said, no, man, I want to give me whatever you could give me. I want it. You know, I want to, I want to really get to know you and all this. So it was really cool. It, we, we got together and after that, I, you know, I got to talk to uh, her, her father who, was a minister and he was really mad at me. He was so mad at me. And I went and made amends with him and we cried it out together. And it was really beautiful because he needed that. And I needed that right. to apologize, you know? And so, and, and he, he, he was, he's a really great guy. He's still alive. You know, he's at the end of his life, but uh, I was very fortunate, you know, and it, it was, so I always think of that and uh, it, it gives me a lot of joy, of course. It just, you know, I'm, I'm the rock and roll grandpa. I mean, and it, and it did help us some of those TV shows because her, her uh, friends were saying, that's your dad. Like, cause they, you know, cause then I was on TV. So I kind of, that, that kind of, you know, it, it softened it a little more, you know, but, but, uh, you know, she's great. And we, we get, and, and um, her father that, that raised him, his name's Mark. He's, he's the, he's the real savior right there because he, he was really nice to me. And uh, when I, I didn't, I hadn't seen all the pictures of, of my daughter when she was really little, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it was so nice to see that. And, and Mark just gave me the space to, to let me soak in, you know, with, with my girlfriend and now, you know, mother of, of everybody, you know I mean? It was right. just like, so great. I got to see all those pictures. And so now we're just one big family. We're all, we're all together. And sometimes I'll, I'll like in Nashville, I went down with Mark. So it was Lexi, it, my daughter and Mark's daughter and myself. We got up, we were in, introduced like Tom Peterson. He was down at this club and Hey man, Tom, how's it going? And, and then he goes, Oh, this is my father. Oh, this is my other father. And they're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> okay, whatever. I don't know what you guys are talking about, but uh, you know, so it was kind of funny. We had two, two dads down there with my daughter. Lexi, so it's right. really funny. Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> so same. Oh, I'm sorry, Nick. Go ahead. I got a question. So I'm kind of going through the same kind of situation. I have an older daughter that I got her mom pregnant when I was really young, kind of and was super selfish. We talked about this on a previous episode. Didn't see her until she was like 17. Wow. And yeah. Like I just had nothing to do with her and partially my choice, partially her mom moved away and it was just a, a whole messy situation. So we finally just reconnected and a lot of it was from the podcast. She actually um, found out that what we're doing and you're just yeah. telling me this now. I, yeah. So I've been that's, saving this. That's amazing. Yeah. So we've been talking the last three nights and it's going good, but how long for when you found your daughter, did it take to like, kind you know, of rekindle that relationship or build a relationship? And like, what did you go through? It, it was just a long time because I, you know, I, I started to really, anguish over it because I was like, I could be playing for one of these girls in the crowd and it could be my daughter for all right. what I've known. So that kind of started waiting on me. And that's when we were trying to find them with private investigators. And it was, you know, it was a long time ago. So it took a lot more, but it just, you know, sometimes, you know, you just have to 
have hope and just keep doing it. And then when that, when that text came in, I was just like, Oh, thank God. I've been waiting. It would be so easy for her to look him, me yeah. up, you know? And so, right, so right. after that, you know, it was great. I mean, it, it just, I could, like I said, I was so happy and I'm sure you're going to go through that too. I mean, it's yeah, I know it was just out of the blue. I got a text yeah. a few nights ago and we talked ever wow. since. So it's, it's been amazing. It's, it's been really cool. Her mom is Dish. an amazing person. Dish. Details, man. Come on. I can't believe you you held this in from me. Yeah. So basically what happened is when she was 17 and we reconnected, we talked for a little bit and it just didn't go right. She just wasn't getting what she wanted out of the relationship and wrote me a letter and told me to basically F off and don't ever talk to her again. She wants nothing to do with me. So she's going to be 21 this year. So it's been almost four years. And she, I reached out to her mom and I'm like, hey, you know what? I'm not a guy that's going to quit. And this was like six months ago. I'm like, I'm not going to stop wondering what happened to her, how she's doing. And finally, three nights ago, she texted and she's like, hey, let's talk. Let's let's hash this out. Let's figure it out. And so I showed her the podcast that we did where I talked about how I was a jerk when I was younger and right. made bad choices. And so she's like, you know, that's the kind of stuff I wish you would have told me four years ago when we started talking of what happened instead of just excuse after excuse. And I'm like, you know, I'm sorry. I was just a bad person. I was not, I was selfish. I was young. I was scared. I didn't know what I was doing. You've grown considerably. Yeah. It takes some of us a little bit of time, but dude, wow. Yeah. So, yeah. So I'm so, I'm so happy for you because that it's a big thing. It's a, it's a burden off of your, self and you just you just got to keep going forward man yeah. doing the right thing man it's just you know yeah, just like your situation she has a dad that raised her that amazing guy like the dude yeah. does such a good job with her yeah. her mom's an amazing person and where do they live like what's yeah, the in texas, in, in texas. Here, mobile texas. around mobile oh okay yeah yeah i got the answer from both of you that was awesome yeah. <laughs> well, the crazy thing is i'm actually flying out to texas next month in december to do a festival, I, I have an artist management thing on the side that I do. Cool. One of my bands is playing a huge festival. So I, I'm like, hey, why don't you bring your boyfriend out? And we'll introduce you to Sleeping with Sirens and all these Perfect. huge bands. Yeah. Am I going to that? Is that Was that worked yes, out? Yes, you, <laughs> you need to go to that. <clears throat> I thought it was. I just, I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't sure. We'll, we'll talk about, that's neither here nor there. That is not. The agenda of business of the Stuart <laughs> right. Mathis yeah. episode. This is Stuart Mathis. Stuart. Yeah, no, yeah, I just wanted I to show you. you. <laughs> I'm so glad I didn't know that. Quite that was a simple question <laughs> I typically ask, and I didn't think it was going to go so deep at all. And I started to regret it instantly. But it turned out that it worked out very, very well for you after answering it. And then I got to hear that from Nick. And now I'm just like, that's it. We're done. Have a great episode. I've, been, with I've been holding that for a couple yeah, of years. Yeah, like, man. See you guys later. <laughs> All right. Good, good talk. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Oh man. So I'm going to jump in. So after Jewel, yeah. you, had, you did some solo stuff. That was incredible. Are you still doing any solo stuff? Oh, when I, I was just doing some like, you know, uh, getting you, guitar and doing stuff. Yeah, yeah. You had an album that came out. You had a. It was just. Yeah. It's one. It's still one of my favorite albums. All right, oh, hey, wow. you guys. I'm sorry. I don't typically do this. In fact, it might be a first time on a podcast. But I'll be right back. Nick, you guys got this. Just give me, give me one minute. Be right back. Go do your thing. I get the lady. Just, right. it's just something going on. It's an emergency. Okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Peace. <laughs> wow. Yes. That. That's that's amazing, man. I'm I'm. I know I was going deep on that, but then I didn't know that it was, it was 
on the same par as what you're going through. Yeah, no, it's, it's really weird. So we, we, I have a buddy that is a stuntman in Hollywood now, wow. um, big time actor. And we grew up together up here. He was in a, a one of the best punk bands I ever worked with. Wow. And like just a total douchebag when we were younger. Right. Like just the, <laughs> the, 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 the actual, just like the punk rock guy. And now he's like this older dad, like super sweet, <laughs> super nice dude. And he's He has a daughter about the same age as my daughter. And we were talking about, you know, same situation happened. We were young. We were focused on ourselves. Very, very selfish. Didn't care about, you know, who we got pregnant and what happened and just kind of <laughs> swept it under the rug. And, you know, after, you know, seven, eight years, you feel like so much time has gone by. That kid's going to hate me. She's got a whole nother dad, a whole nother family. And you just kind of let it go and let it go. And so, you know, it, it, it took a long time to just suck it up and be like, you know, I really want to know what's going on in her life and how she's yeah. doing, how she's feeling. Yeah. I want her to know me. I wanted to know her brothers and sisters and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, that, that happens so, so much because it's just, that's what life is. It always happens. And, and mm-hmm. when I, when I tell, so, sometimes I, I couldn't even tell the story because it was so like heart, you know, close to my heart that I couldn't even say it without, you know, cracking up or whatever yeah. saying it. But then after I got over that, it was like, you just realize that like someone say, yeah, you know, I got a couple, you know, uh, brothers that never knew their f- mother or this or that, or someone that was adopted and these different things that happen, you know, and it's just mm-hmm. like, you know, things happen. I mean, that's just what life is. And so, yeah, you know, hopefully you, you land on your fight feet or you have someone to be in your corner, you know, to help you. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, it's definitely weird. You know, getting older too. Like, you know, you hit 35, <laughs> you're like, all right, there's other priorities. There's other things that are more important than the, the party, the, you know, how much money can I make? How many records can I help this person sell? Like, you know, whatever. So, so much more. More. Yeah, you're right. Go ahead. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> Go no, like, it, it, to me, it's just all about the music. It's just like putting, spreading music into the world. Like that's, that's the, that's the key thing that I just think about because that, that heals everybody, everything, you know, because yeah. everybody has a song and everyone wants a song or writes a song or whatever, but that, that just keeps us going. I mean, music is the only thing that you can really see through everything, you know, March 2020 hit and put a big fat halt onto the healing world that is music. How did Stuart Mathis navigate that? I, I did. You just have to keep, you have to be a soldier, you know, a disciple of, of love. And, and when you play and, and you, you, you got to get out of your brain and you got to get into your heart and you play, that's how you play. I don't even, I don't even think about, what I'm going to do, but, you know, I've, I've had really great, you know, mentors like Lucinda Williams that will let us play on stage. Like she, like, we're not going to play the same notes every just over and over again. And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, that's cool. People can do whatever they want, but it's nice when you can just be free. And she's, she's been great for us to just play. Like she'll stop singing and just sit back and let us jam for like, you know, (laughs) you know five minutes or some shit and come back in the song stuff like that it's fun because you people know that you're doing it in the moment it's happening right in front of your eyes you know instead of going oh yeah they did that same solo i mean it's it's all good you know everyone's got the their own thing but 
But I, I like that where you just jump off a cliff and you, you go, wow, I hope I can make that corner. <laughs> Looks like you're about to say something, Nick. You got. Okay. Yeah. So I'm like, just moving. My back is in so much pain right now. So I'm like <laughs> starting to get comfortable. I'm going to be a little more clear. So COVID hit back last year and the, the music industry basically shut down. All, all, all right. touring, all concerts, all bands, et cetera. Heck, we couldn't even go to the movies. Right. You know, yeah. it was crazy. That's kind of what I meant by that is how did, what did you do during that time to uh, fill that need, that gap for, you, you know, know, performing live? I've got a, like a giant, like 4T drive with just like yeah. all this shit on it. So I was just, I was just going into my closet like I am right now, because <laughs> right. I, you know, and uh, I would just had headphones on and I was just like making content and just recording every day and, and sending files, you know, for other artists that wanted me to put guitars on them. And so do that stuff too. And just, you know, just hundred bucks, hundred bucks, hundred bucks, you know, just getting, getting people need, need, you know, tracks or drums or whatever. And so I was just doing that. So, I mean, I've got, I got a couple giant terabyte drives, like with all this shit. And I, I just, the hardest thing is trying to name them like every day because you're doing like a couple songs a day, just the ideas and stuff. Right. And then you got to go, what's that one again? You don't even know what it is. And then you finally started craft it and you go, this is actually a really great song. And so you got to, I was just digging in doing that. I mean, that's all I could do. I mean, I, I, I don't want to sit around and just. Can you imagine that box set in like 10 years? JP, I'm telling you, you've got to check out his solo album. It's it's probably one, it's it hands down one of the best albums I've ever heard. Oh, like the, the, the songwriting, to, the musicianship, the singing. It's just it's fantastic. Which leads to the generic question. I'm sure you've gotten a hundred thousand times in your career, but I gotta ask, who is who are your influences? Guitar influences growing up. Oh well. Uh, Jeff Beck, for sure. Blow by blow. I played that record just, I was in Alaska, you know, I was about probably 16 years old. You know, I started getting like, I wanted to be, I want to do jazz, you know, and I was thinking about that, doing that. And then I just went back to like, you know, like Jeff Beck, you know, blow by blow. That was, that was just my training ground. You know, right. I mean, uh, you know, all those bands anyway, they're so great. And uh, yeah, Jeff Beck, I think is, you know, one of the best guitar players in the world or the best guitar player in the world, you know, absolutely. All right. There you go. That's 60s, 70s. I mean, he owns all that shit, you know, who was, uh, what was the most memorable early on stage experience for you where you said to yourself, this is absolutely it. This is what I'm going to do. There's no doubt about it where (laughs) that, you know, that, that was it. There's, there's no, this is what you're going to do and the path you were going to take the rest of your life. Is there a singular moment? Yeah, I think so. It was, uh, I had a teacher in L and J music in Anchorage, Alaska. So I went in, I, I bought an amplifier on, you know, a paper route. So I had this loud ass fucking thing to <laughs> right. play through. And, and I just, and then, and then I got my, guitar instructor said, Hey, you're going to have to go to this gig on the weekend because I have another gig. So you're going to have to fill in and do the whole night. And I was like, okay. And so they, they drove me over to their van. They were a lot older than I was. They took me over to the rec center and the, this drummer there was like from like, you know, the military and he was up in Alaska and he was a great drummer. He was playing like, like tower power shit, you know, like 
real good drummer. So I filled in and did that. And he, they kind of told me what the song was like, right. You know, every song and kind of, I did it. And so then when I got paid $50, I thought like, I just got $50 to do a gig. And now, and, and I just thought like, that's the best thing ever. That's what inspired me. Like, wow, I could get paid for this stuff. Right. And so then now, now my friends will go, Hey man, can you do a track for $50? And I go, yeah, sure. <laughs> like, and it's still $50. It's been like a million years and it's still $50, but I still say yes, because you're not going to say no, you got to do it. Right. That's you funny, know? man. That, 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 <laughs> the Stuart Mathis going rate from 16 to now. 50 bucks. Yeah. Fifty dollars. So if anyone we'll wants to send yourself, man, just send me fifty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nick, send Stuart fifty bucks to come up with some crazy guitar intro for our videos and our you in our in yes. our on our podcast. We'll see, and maybe we'll use okay, it. We'll see. That I'll, you, I'll cool. think on that. I'll have a think on that. <laughs> <laughs> wow, man! So we got back. We've that's mm. and there's so many questions. It's like I. I want to stick with the dad thing. I always try to stick with just the dad thing, but I'm going to be off these... the rails though. Okay. Being a wallflowers fan, you were in wallflowers when they're like coming up and pretty big, right? Yeah, we, we were, we were, uh, we were firing on all cylinders, you know, one headlight. So, so what is that? Is this Jacob Dylan as awesome as everybody says he is? And yes, he is. Yeah. Okay. He's a great songwriter. He just has yeah. a new, he has a new record out. Go listen to it. It's okay. freaking amazing. Nice. And I, I got to like, you know, learn the songs to jump in. I had to jump in and and they needed a guitar player in a pinch. And so I, I got to play with them recently. Oh, cool. And yeah. So it was really cool. We got to chat with each other and we did some big, you know, outside things, you know? So oh, very cool. Yeah. So it, it was really cool. So it was nice to see him again. Nick, yeah, this is the up, you know. This is the point of time in the conversation where you say, "Hey, can I get his phone number?" Jacob has kids, right? We'd love to have him on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? I would, I would, I would send your stuff his way. You know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that would be awesome. I don't think there's yeah. been an episode we've done, Stuart, where <laughs> this scenario hasn't happened. It's just. It, it yeah, our, our manager is like just just name drop every time we talk to somebody just drop a name right <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll take it up another level you got his dad's number we'll take that too i'm just saying <laughs> well he's a dad also yeah you know oh that doesn't get much more legendary than that man yeah, yeah. he's a good one wow nick do you have in and i'm i'm doing this differently today uh, I'm doing this in uh, somewhat the middle of the episode oh. instead of closer to the end. Have you mm -hmm. put together a fast five for Stuart Mathis? I did. All actually. right, Stuart, this is a segment we like to do. It's called the fast five. <laughs> We're going to ask you five quick questions. Uh, oh, no. They're random. <laughs> they're, they're, they could be one word answers. They can be absolutely deep dive, intricate answers. It is entirely up to you. And Nick okay. has come up with each question. Are you okay. ready? I'm ready. Let's do All it. Right. Let's do it. Favorite artist you have toured with? Oh, man, there's so many good ones. <laughs> I know. <laughs> ah, that's tough, man. Well, I, I'm really a fan of Government Mule right now because they've been really, really great to me. Warren and the whole band are, are you know, my friends in the band. And so, yeah. they're yeah. Cool. You could have a billboard with anything on it. What would it be and why? With With a billboard on it? Yeah, if you could have a billboard with any saying you want on there, what or would picture. it be? It would be peace and love for everybody. 
Okay. I'm a hippie, you know? Come on. I like it. <laughs> Favorite meal to cook for your kids? Um, <laughs> a spaghetti, actually. Yeah. Okay. With, you know, I like to, I like to do the, yeah, the, the pasta. Quick spaghetti. and easy, I, and they I love it. I know, right? I, that's one of my yeah. go-tos as well. Big, right. big onion and just, you know, chop it down and let it simmer there. They go, wow, it really smells good in here. And I go, well, great. Let's go eat it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Favorite song to cover. Oh man. That is like, how about world without tears? Lucinda Williams. That's a beautiful song. I think the world needs to hear that song again and again, you know, cause that's it. it I love that song. I wanted to do it. We, we didn't do it a couple of days ago. We were going to do Blessed. Mm-hmm. That's a great song of Lucinda's. If you don't know those two songs, you should listen to them. They're really, uh, they, they really mean a lot to people, you know? Very cool. World Without Tears. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, favorite venue to play since you've played everywhere? <laughs> Red Rocks. Bang. Yeah. Red Rocks. It's, it's always so spiritual there. I mean, the, the Indians had ceremonies there. You know, I mean, I mean, all the, all the front of house guys there, they turn off the reverb in Red Rocks mm-hmm. because it just it already has the sound so that you don't have to really mess with it. <laughs> it's such a beautiful video. It's it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Is that all it? Right, that's my that's I'm going to add one like I typically do. Uh, okay. Stuart, you can play a single gig one time, one night only with any artist or band living or dead that you have not played with already. Who would it be? Wow, that is that is pretty heavy. I mean, I would say Led Zeppelin. Okay, if I got if I got to play with right, you know, we if I could get on the stage with that, it would be. I mean, I can't. I couldn't do that. You know, there's still you know, pieces possible. are still around. It could. It can never know. Never say never. <laughs> But I hey, love that answer. Zeppelin can have one of the most popular podcasts on the internet. You can play with Led Zeppelin, dude. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Robert, we, we got to know him, you know, quite a bit. And he's he's just such such a cool dude. He's just chill. Like we just sat around and, and talked about blues with him. And he was just, you know, telling us stories. And he goes, yeah, man, I'll, I'll see you guys. I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to fuck off, you know, when I leave or whatever, but I'll be there most of the thing. Cause then he's got to leave. Cause a bunch of people are going to come start yep. talking to him, you know? So he, so it was just cool. I mean, me and Butch, our drummer, you know, uh, Butch Norton, we sat around there with Robert. He's, he's just a great guy. I guess like, you know, we, we could maybe play with him. Like if he wanted us to sit in some, you never yeah, know. It could I'm happen. Saying, uh, I'm just saying, no, I might need to add know. it to the Hawaii list there uh, Nick. <laughs> um, so i asked you a question earlier which went into the deep dive of okay. uh you you know reconnecting with your daughter okay i'm gonna ask the exact same question with the younger daughter has she used your rock status to her advantage well like hey uh, you know who my dad is hey dad can i yes. get some tickets hey well you know she she went to the ryman with her friends right. were there you know, and with Lucinda there and I was just happy because she goes, hey, dad, you sounded great. And she texted me like at the show and I that just melted my heart. I was like, cool. You know, and her friends were like, oh, that's your dad, you know, or whatever. So that, right. that was pretty cool because it was local, you know, yeah. we went down there and did the thing and went back. And so 
yeah, it was great. You know, that's awesome, man. That's those. <laughs> I think honestly, that it would be worth more to me than anything else. Yeah, when it comes to well, you that know, text, yeah, that talk text. I was it warmed my heart. So you know, there's something to, be, something to be said about being proud of your kids, but when you get that. I'm proud of you, dad. That was really good, dad, that from them. <laughs> and they're old enough to like, you know, you've raised them right. And that just, mm-hmm. that's, that makes it all absolutely 100% yeah. worth it, man. Yeah. I get that. My 18 year old son's kind of the same way. We, for his birthday every year from the time he was like 13 to about 17, we would take him to, to different concerts and stuff. It, Cause I would know the artists I was playing and we text him and be like, Hey, can I bring my son back? He's a drummer. And so he's got to hung, hang out with like Matt Sorum from Guns N' Roses. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, the music six drummer. Any, just pretty much anybody that's played at. There's a place called Brit where you played with Jewel, actually in Jacksonville, Oregon. Oh, okay. Uh, cool. So anybody that comes there, we take him to those shows and he gets to hang out with them. And then a couple of days later, he'll always text me, Dad, that's so amazing. Thank you so much. And that's just oh. that you know these people and that you're willing to use your connections to, you know, help me become a better drummer. And so it's that's great, man. That, that feels good. My daughter, on the other hand, she's 16, <laughs> right? Her favorite artist is Andy Grammer. So they've actually become pretty good friends. So anytime Andy's in town, he hits us up and like, hey, can Emma come out? And it's it's never, hey, thanks, Dad. It's always, hey, I'm gonna go hang out with Andy. Is that cool? <laughs> <laughs> no thanks, Dad. No thanks for making the, the hook up there. Come on. <laughs> It'll come. Don't worry. You know yeah, how they I, are. I, They're in their I don't own know. Head. After today, dude, she's my worst enemy right now. Like she hates me. <laughs> oh, after today, what happened? Oh, yeah. so she's so she's got a cold, right? She's had a cold for about a week. And okay. Last night, she's like, Dad, I really need to go to the doctor. Can you make a doctor's appointment for me? I'm like, Yeah, don't go to school. I'll get this set up for you. What does cool. she do? She freaking leaves and goes to school, right? <laughs> I text her. I'm like, Get your ass home, or you're grounded. I'm trying to get you set up with the doctor's appointment. You can't go to the doctor if you're in school. Doesn't it doesn't make sense? And if you're sick, you could get other people sick. Stop being selfish. Right. So she man, calls me. She reads me the riot act. You can't control my life. I'm I'm not I'm all. Oh, hey yep. Emma, simmer down, kid. You're 17. You're still my responsibility. When you're 18 and you live on your own and you pay your own bills, and then yeah. you can call and yell at me. Isn't it crazy? <laughs> this whole full circle thing and how it works. It's just. It wasn't this is that God, long this is ago. God punishing me for being <laughs> my parents. I think. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that means me to family. I got five five siblings, and that's a stubborn family, man. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it can be it can be okay, but it can get gnarly. <laughs> five kids. Now, does your youngest uh, does she live with you, or are you all together? Um, yes. Okay, yep. youngest. And it, what has been? I mean, I, I like to ask this question too of all my guests, uh, and don't worry, there's a second part to it. Uh, okay. What has been the most difficult? thing if you could even put a singular single you know difficult thing uh as being a father to your daughter what, what, anything you know what's been the what's been the roughest time for being a dad to your youngest that you can recall that's that's a tough one because uh she's usually like schooling me <laughs> she's telling me dad why are you gonna do this you should do that and i go oh yeah you're right so she's pretty smart like you know she's kind of an old soul. I think my little one, you know, Levi is her name. Levi. And so, so she's pretty like, she'll school me, you know? So, I mean, I, I'm thankful. I'm, I'm glad that she's can do that, you I know, but that, she, anyway. Yeah, yeah. I think that might be the answer to the other question as well. What's been <laughs> the best part of being a dad to her, to the, to the young one. Uh, she schools well, you and she's smart, right? 
Yeah, you know what? I I just I just love it because I she has her Warlitzer. I've got this Warlitzer that she has in her bedroom, right? And we're we we had this house, you know, it's a big house. We got rid of it and kind of got our our affairs in line, you know, with our money and everything. So we kind of we got rid of that and it's like she's she's got the Warlitzer in there and I just I'm just so glad that she she's playing, like she's playing stuff and she's had a couple teachers and she sings. And so I just, I just listen to her. I just kind of go, I kind of spy on her a little bit and just see what she's doing, you know, but I, but I never get in her space or anything. And so she's, so now she's just like, hi, dad, I love you. Have a good day at school and all that. So I just love that. Cause you know, she's, she's kind of now she's gentle to do that. I mean, when, you know, with her mother and her, that's a different thing. They're like doing their thing. And it's just funny because they're, they're debating each other back and forth. You know, they're good debaters too. Yeah. So I just, I'm just watching them like, Oh, what's going on, man. <laughs> they're just going back and forth, you know? So anyway, I'm, I, I love it there. You know, I just got back like yesterday. So it's nice to be home now. I'm, and I'm in my closet now. So I, <laughs> how, you know. how often are you? I mean, if, if you, if it's a normal year and there's no such thing as a pandemic and COVID, uh, how often are you away touring, doing gigs out of the year? Well, I just got back from three weeks and, and uh, it was great. You know, we got, everyone got back, everyone's good. And, you know, it'll be like that, maybe that, like we would do a month or something, but after a month, you got to go home. I mean, right. you can't, we stayed out for two months and it, it turned eagle. It was like evil. It was just like people were breaking down and, you know, fighting and just, it's just too much, you know, yeah. you got to, so, so I, I think a month is about the longest you should do, you know, if, and that, that's pretty long still, but. And then how long you are make, you at home? Oh, uh, like I'll be, I'll be home now for a while. I got some in town stuff and I've got a local band here that I'm kind of getting together, you know, so we'll go do some rehearsal. And, and I actually, I'm, I'm looking for a house right now. There's this house on the market that I'm really excited to go see it tomorrow. Cause I might buy this structure where I can get, my own place to put my console, my 1974 PM 1000 mm. knockoff from the Japanese that it's like, it's a new console basically that the Japanese knocked off and they're so fat sounding. And so I could get my console back in a building again and, and have my Indian cricket studio. That's the name of my right. studio in Nashville. And I want to start doing that again and just getting people over to play and just make music, you know? And so I'm really excited. So I hope tomorrow, wish me luck tomorrow. I can get a, all the luck in the entire world. In fact, (laughs) we are rooting for you. You know why? Because (laughs) um, this is where JP plants a seed. And uh, once said studio is rocking and rolling for a couple of years, maybe Nick and I fly out and we do part two with Stuart Mathis inside that badass studio. I'm just saying. I hope it happens, man. That would be beautiful. Here I go again, inviting myself, Nick. Please do. <laughs> I have a feeling I'm going to be in Nashville. We're going to be in Nashville before two years, though, dude. So we'll have to come by and say hi anyway. Absolutely. We'll have it up and running then. It'll be ready for you when you get yeah, there. Yeah, man. <laughs> cool. That is good. That's exciting, man. I, I mean, that I, I know how it comes with, you know, toys and, and getting new things. But this that's I mean, for you. That's that's a pretty big deal. So, yeah, man, I hope it works out for you. I hope come tomorrow. You, Hell, I hope you can sign on the dotted hey. line tomorrow. <laughs> I'm going to go for it. Yeah. We'll find out tomorrow. I'll get <laughs> back awesome. with you guys, but man, th- thanks for taking the time to, to chat with me. I really appreciate it. Man. Absolutely. He is Fun. 
Stuart Mathis, guitar extraordinaire. Before I uh, cut this thing off and say goodbye to you, um, do you have any social media websites anywhere so anyone watching or listening to this can go and get more information on you where they can listen to your music, et cetera, et cetera? You know, I've, I've just been putting stuff online. Like I'm trying to finish some tracks right now because we've been kind of my, my buddy, my drummer has been really busy because his house got messed up in a, in a, uh, it, it basically crumbled to the ground almost and he had to redo his whole thing. So when he's, when I'm back again, I'll be ready to roll. And so we'll, we'll start. We'll start there. Into it. All right. Yeah. In the meantime, I'm sure you can okay. Google up or put on the YouTube Stuart. Yeah. Memphis you know what? And find I, lots I, I, of good I, stuff. I'm terrible at online stuff. So I got to start doing it. My, my sister's trying to help me, you know? And right. so, yeah, so she's, she's good at it. Like she's learning real fast, you know, she's way smarter than I am. So, I mean, you know, so I, th- I think she's been helping me out. So I'm going to start concentrating on that because, you know, you got to do it. You got to get yourself out there, you know, you do. And it's so easy yeah. these days. It right. really is. Once you learn <laughs> yeah. how to do it, all of a sudden some guy in Australia knows about that video made about your kid in the car. It's it's crazy. <laughs> it's good stuff. He is Stuart Mathis. Check out his music. Stuart, thank you so much for thank taking you. time out thank of your day to appear on DadCast on behalf of that guy, Nick. Actually, you're over there. And, uh, <laughs> okay, I, whatever. Yeah, Stuart's down there. <laughs> Nick is over there. And uh, I am JP. You all have been all amazing. Right. Thank you once again. We will check you out next week episode have a great rest of your day wherever you may be and however you may be listening thank you thank you so much yeah thanks all right guys have a great day